0: Welcome back to Glass Onion Minute. I'm your host for this week, Ryan Murphy, and joining me is my guest for this week, John Kowaleski. Hi, John.
1: Hey, Ryan. How are you?
0: Good. Uh, today, we've got minute number 32. Uh, that'll cover from 31 minutes and zero seconds to 31 minutes and 59 seconds. And uh, just for some uh, boundaries on that, we're starting with uh, Bertie remarking that Miles doesn't have a phone uh, in response to Blanc asking about the fax machine. <laughs>
1: miles doesn't even have
0: a phone and we're ending with uh miles noting that Bertie J was the youngest editor of shishi magazine so yeah let's get right into it uh i guess overall thoughts on this minute what do you think
1: well one thing i wanted to talk about because it's it's the start of us really getting into blanc um and you know uh is just how fun it is listening to his accent yeah absolutely (laughs) the and i think i heard heard read something that he uh he Daniel Craig used went to a dialect coach to relearn the Blanc accent okay um, so
0: between uh knives out and glass onion
1: right right and it's really fun to you know, I I think I said this in the last episode in preparation for this I watched the whole movie again I watched mm-hmm. the whole movie again with commentary so I, I start to hear blanc's accent in my head as i'm, as I'm talking <laughs> uh, you know and the, the way the way to get into that i feel too is much farther in when all the reveals are happening and and mm-hmm. uh, and blanc is talking about how, how everything is so dumb
0: yeah and yeah. he
1: just goes he goes you know that's just dumb and yeah it's just such a wonderful way to talk and it It has just a little bit, and I know they make a joke about it in in Knives Out. There's a teeny bit of Foghorn Leghorn there, you know? Yeah. Where it's just like, you know, I'll say, I'll say, son. Um, Ah, ball, ah, ball. That's a joke, son. And (laughs) (laughs) it's just that close to that. Uh, Of course, Foghorn Leghorn, a ripoff from another radio character. Terrible in that way. Uh, But it's super fun. So I just, I had to comment on uh on Daniel Craig's accent.
0: Yeah, that is a good I, I hadn't thought about that, but the uh that him calling everything dumb is like that's a very good vowel to key in on for yeah, yeah. understanding his accent. Uh and it it does sound like, you know, what if foghorn Leghorn just had a mouthful of molasses at all times. <laughs> and solved mysteries. <laughs> and solved mysteries and was just doing <laughs> a whole thing is really We're kind of straying from the whole Foghorn concept, but it turns out great. So Uh, so we're good.
1: You you know what? If they were still making uh, Warner Brothers, you know, Looney Tunes. Yeah. And, you know, there there was a whole bunch of Daffy Duck ones, obviously, that were, you know, Buck Rogers based, Western based, Sherlock Holmes, uh, all of that kind of stuff. Taking Foghorn Leghorn and making him into a Benoit Blanc character. It seems like a no brainer.
0: Yeah. Oh, I feel like we're, it's sort of like you start with foghorn leghorn. The like, uh, intermediate step is, uh, the hyper chicken lawyer from Futurama. And then you get right into Benoit Blanc. He's just a smooth (laughs) spectrum. So, uh, yeah. So we, you know, uh, we see Blanc enter the room, uh, to talk to, uh, uh, Miles and Bertie. Um, and he's walking in, uh, He's got the uh late 90s copy of uh the face magazine with uh Birdie J on the cover. Right. Uh, so yeah, I guess as he's walking in, um it's really convenient. I you know, I have one number, goes to all my
1: fax machines all over the world. There's something about analog that's oh,
0: look at this blast from my past. <laughs>
1: I guess wh- what are we what are we really seeing here? Well, he walks in and we talked about. The fax machine, the the famous yellow fax machine. The fax machine, if I remember correctly, also um, reveals the other people Mm -hmm. in the room. Yeah. We're kind of close to it or something like that. So sort of reveals. And we have uh, Miles sitting with Birdie. Birdie has her legs up on him. You know, we talked in the last episode about her connection to miles her uh sort of sadness about how she is not the bigger deal she doesn't have him wrapped around her finger anymore the roles are reversed yeah and peg is sitting across from them um and then uh blog comes sits down picks up the magazine
0: yes. um
1: and at that point i think it's it's at that point when when you know we get we get this switch uh uh i'm uh uh, birdie there we go there we go good john birdie gets up from sitting Mm -hmm. next to miles goes over to sit next to blanc whiskey and i guess do whiskey and duke come in at the same time whiskey i think they yeah i think we only see whiskey yeah whiskey comes in and sits next to miles puts her leg up on his yeah that's kind of the person who's well once again, the person who's taking over, taking yeah. her spot, and then block picks up the magazine.
0: And I just the way that Bertie comes over, like even
1: look everybody. Huh. Look, Miles, you're so funny having this around. May I ask, if it isn't too presumptuous of me, what first drew you all together? You're such an eclectic
0: bunch. First of all, she sits what appears she seems to be sitting on the same chair uh and blanc is just very visibly uncomfortable um you know there are uh some other uh you know later scenes in the movie that might explain a little bit more why (laughs) but i think in general it's just like (laughs) what she's doing is a very uncomfortable i that that i don't know personal space yeah yeah
1: it's uncomfortable to do that to a stranger basically yeah absolutely and and so it, it is funny we talked a little bit about how much you can kind of get from second viewings once you kind of know how everything's working, and we just take this right now as uh, Blanc is just uncomfortable because she is, you know, just you know, I'm I'm Miss Sexy and I'm just going to come right in there, yeah. And he's very uncomfortable. She, at some point, also tries to put her legs up on his legs yeah um, it, may, the whole may, thing is
0: uncomfortable
1: yeah that may not be in this minute specifically she tries to do that and uh, what we'll, we find out later of course that you know you know if you're listening to this podcast i'm assuming you've watched the movie why waste your time <laughs> uh listening to 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 a couple people just rattle on about a movie you've never seen but we find out that he he has a man. um but even just a Perhaps, you know, normal person in a normal circumstance would go, this is really weird and I'm, you know, I'm uncomfortable with this.
0: Yeah, and he does like, he he sort of hugs the magazine closer to his chest, like kind of in a way to reestablish like a, okay, you've gotten very close. I've set up, you know, a personal space boundary, you're not getting in here. Uh, and then, yeah, throughout the course of the scene, uh, he, he loosens a little bit and she immediately takes the opportunity to just put her feet up on him, which also just very uncomfortable thing to do to a stranger.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's one, it's one thing to maybe sit a little too close when you're actually, you know, it, it does seem a little bit like, okay, whiskey's over there taking what used to be my place I got a piece of meat over here. He's James Bond, by the way, and <laughs> right. I'm staking my claim. Uh, yeah, it's very, it's very, very funny. So she picks up this the magazine, and in a way, kind of reminding Miles, I think what they used to be. She she says something about, oh, you kept my magazine or this magazine with yeah. me on the front, um, and. But you know she's putting her sights putting her sights on Blanc right now. Yeah. Then yeah. Then we end. You know we we didn't talk uh, at least too much about. I think it is it Birdie that says he doesn't have a phone or he doesn't have email. And yes, I think he, I think he says all the faxes come here. Or uh, sorry, excuse me. They all. I'm sorry. He has one number and. That goes to all the faxes all over the world, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. And then I I don't know. He says something about liking analog. Yeah. He's, and that's, it's
0: cut off by uh, Bertie sitting down next to Blanc, but he does say there's something about analog, kind of like he's going to say there's like a warmer sound to the faxes. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh no, you got to, these cables, these, you know premium yeah. fax cables.
1: Yeah, it does it 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 has the feeling of retro for retro's sake. Yeah. You know. Um I get that vinyl has qualities that digital doesn't, but obviously there's a whole subculture that is reembracing uh VHS tapes because yeah. people grew up with that and they they just yeah. like it you know, which, which is fine, but, uh, and I was trying, I mean, I guess, I guess it is analog because it is spitting out a physical piece of paper. Um, yeah, I was just trying to think, you know, is it completely, I guess it, I, you know, I, I guess it is, um, the, uh, I had some point I was going to make and now I don't know what that is. So, uh, it,
0: it just, it seems like the way he's talking about it. Uh, I mean, that line is, he's sort of cut off. Uh, where he starts to say there's something about analog, but it feels as though, you know, if that wasn't cut off, I don't know that he has anything to follow that up with. Yes. <laughs> I, yes. I think it's just uh, analog uh, is what I'm getting from Miles there. Uh, yeah. And, you know, in uh, sort of rewatching this minute to to prep for this, um, it does strike me that, like, so this is, you know, at the very least, a, I mean, this is a residence of Miles, but he's got residences all over the world. It just seems like a lot of rolls of thermal paper to be buying and dealing with all the scraps that yeah. are, you know, ninety nine percent of the time, it's just spitting out into an empty room, and then someone's got to come clean that up. <laughs> it just doesn't seem like the yeah. way that you would do that. But
1: yeah, although it, although, well, I mean, I guess it is the way he communicates. Yeah, um, I. I I do wonder, because we we do see, I think we're more or less introduced to the fax machine when we first see Lionel yeah. uh, talking to his brain trust. So I do wonder, even though they say he doesn't have a phone, does he ever do conferences with Lionel or anything like that? Or does he just, you know, everything is by fax? or he'll just fly and go and talk to you or something like that i do wonder it sort
0: of feels like that yeah
1: it is one of those things that he thinks it makes him cooler it makes him unique and the only thing it does is it makes it more awkward for everybody else
0: yeah i i could see definitely you know miles thought behind this being like okay i'll have the fax machine for when i want to get an idea to a person and other than that he's just treating everyone effectively as like his agent like right lionel will go talk to someone about what uber for biospheres means or <laughs> like oh no we've got claire over here and i've sent her you know some sort of i don't even know what he would be sending claire uh some sort of terrible mock le- or draft sure. legislation uh and just like here now you take care of this for me it almost feels like that's probably i we've seen a lot of folks just being on the internet and saying things and at the very least miles seems to not be doing that he's he's True. communicating in a way that is like mediated through relatively normal people uh by which i mean i guess Lionel
1: and Claire and duke yeah I, it, well, it, just, it does it does make you wonder do they have fax machines as well i mean we know lionel has one
0: yeah
1: but is that the is that the only way he is communicating with them um I mean, well, it's an it's an interesting thought
0: <laughs> yeah it's it's just it's fax machines and mysterious boxes appearing in your doorstep right. and that's it right those are yeah. the only no, two that's true you know. that is true he's got some sort of uh some sort of uh
1: pigeon system there's a lot going on and uh here's another question with miles that i had and maybe this is something i missed he seems to be a person with connections but maybe more just a person who has money you know when he when he gets all the disruptors going yeah he seems to be the person funding them right do they ever mention where that at least initial money is coming from?
0: I it feels to me and I mean this is uh I, I don't think they do, but um it feels to me as though, yeah, he's the money is coming somehow through his charisma <laughs> if that makes sense like he's he's talking people into investing with him and then he's riding along. Uh, and just sort of being like the person with the
1: connections
0: that right. that seems to me like what miles is
1: i'm i'm wondering if it's like family money it's, it's oh, yeah. it seems like he's you know a rich a-hole kid yeah. grew up rich and yeah. met all these people and and is thinking oh i can be the person behind the people um, yeah. You know, I can I can get my fingers in science, in media, in government, uh, in whatever you would put Birdie in, <laughs> sort, of, right. sort of pop culture influencer, although yeah. that's that's Duke on the other side. I'm certain, you know, Birdie is more of a yeah, well, Birdie is also she was, you know, we mentioned this before, she was the uh, famous person yeah she she was the one that he could sort of you know put his hooks into and uh rehab her her uh career her you know how people saw her uh which we'll get into in just a moment i think
0: (laughs) yeah so i mean uh, that is i sort of one of the things that we mentioned uh last time was that you know uh Birdie was lamenting, uh, you know, his, the way that he used to relate to her, uh, you know, uh, you're Birdie J from billboards. I can't believe I'm talking to you. So there is some sense, I guess, at least at the outset that like this confidence and this, uh, I mean, it, that's kind of really what it is. It's just this very aggressive confidence that miles has, at least at one point wasn't quite where it is now.
1: Sure. You know, oh, there yes. was a
0: point at which he was like, you know, just sort of he, he didn't see himself as like, oh, of course Bertie J is talking to me. Uh so I think, you know, he does have sort of, yeah, I don't know. I I I don't know whether we get any hint of where Miles' money comes from, aside from being associated with the rest of the disruptors who are, you know
1: actually doing things right yeah he's kind of you know let's let's use you know an analogy that everybody knows he's a little bit of the nick fury you know he he comes in brings everybody together through connections and obviously some money somewhere right um starts to pull it all together and the next thing that happens i believe is uh the disruptor speech i think disruptors recognize each other no no yes you've you've used that word before disruptors what does that mean well some people think birdie's disruptive every time she opens her mouth just because she says what everyone's thinking but no one's got the nerve to say
0: it's true i say it like i see it
1: no but seriously you, you know about sweetie pants right I'm going to embarrass myself here. I adore Sweetie Pants. I live in mine. You're sitting next to Birdie J. She was a fashion icon. And then the youngest editor. Yeah,
0: so so Blanc uh, asks, you know, what drew you all together in the first place? You seem like an eclectic bunch. And Miles says, I think disruptors recognize each other. And that's where, you know, Blanc presses him for more information on. You're just sort of using a weird... (laughs) like team name for, for all of you, like, right. Like you're calling yourselves the Avengers. What does disruptors <laughs> mean? Uh, and that's where, you know, he st- we, we don't get uh, much of the disruptors speech uh, in this minute, but he does start with, you know, uh, putting up birdie as an example of someone who is disruptive.
1: Right. And I think now, here's an odd thing, you know, going through it again and listening to Ryan Johnson's, commentary you know he mentions that that blanc is really leading him on Mm -hmm. um you'd have to think that if he was um an elon musk uh type of character that he's probably done especially because of his ego he's probably done a million interviews yeah. And he must have talked about this disruptor thing before. Yeah. This is probably, you would think that Blanc would know this already going in. And probably, you know, when we start to know his actual role, we would assume that he did a whole bunch of research, probably yeah. even beyond that. But you've got the feeling that this is a this is a practice speech. Yeah. Um, this is the thing. And he talks about them recognizing each other. And I think the next thing is he talks about Birdie. Yes. And says, she says what everyone thinks. And then Birdie says, I say it like I see it. Yes. Which is a very, very, lends itself very much to excuses of people who uh, get canceled for, you know, being jerks. Uh, yeah. being racist not thinking of other people or whatever yeah. and one thing is you know the one thing they you know tends to be a thing is I'm saying what everyone's thinking right um or and just sort of using that as or you know... I just say it like I see it yep using all of those as justifications for yeah. uh for crappy behavior
0: <laughs> so I and I think what's interesting about, you know, the way what is going on as that line is being said is we do see both Whiskey and uh, Peg, who are both uh, younger than uh, either Miles or Birdie, Uh They both respond to that with kind of. I don't know, they, they don't really roll their eyes, but it feels like they're. They're not buying it. They're not buying like, right. oh yeah, no, she, that's definitely what she's doing. She's saying what everyone's thinking.
1: Yeah, there is, they do cut to, they do cut to Peg a couple of times during the yeah. birdie things. um, To get, you know, say a younger person or a more, I don't know, I guess socially adept person perhaps.
0: <laughs> well, or in, in Peg's case, someone who is, you know, whose job is to fix it Right. When birdie says what every, you know, uh, air quotes, what everyone is thinking.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, and that's, that's what it is. It's not that she's rolling her eyes. She just sort of like looks up and away as though she's like trying to not engage with this topic. Yep. Um, and that might be because, you know, it strikes a little close to home given the role that she serves, uh, in, you know, sort of birdies employment, sure. uh, but also yeah it just it seems like those two characters uh yeah see see that for what it is that it's no she's not saying what everyone is thinking she's just saying things and then justifying whatever she said by saying oh i'm just saying what everyone is thinking right uh and this is also this is where she's you know very much more
1: aggressively
0: putting her feet up on
1: Yes. And Blanc's getting more and more um more and more uncomfortable.
0: So so yeah, uh we we uh see that you know this is what Miles thinks of as uh Birdie's disruptive nature. Uh and then we introduce the idea of sweetie pants. Right. So yeah, I guess what are your thoughts on uh on the introduction here where you know Blanc's reaction is I adore sweetie
1: pants. <laughs> yes. I, I'm gonna guess, but uh, one thing that happens here too somewhere around the mention of sweetie pants is that uh whiskey yawns. yes, you see her in the background. she's just like and it's just uh, you know it, <laughs> I, I don't know whether it's purposely put on or not, but it's definitely a thing Now, I do wonder, I have a feeling that uh Blanc is is faking it in terms of you know, I love sweetie pants yeah um just to get them to talk about it see that's i i can't really tell i wonder you know block does seem like uh, obviously from what we know at the beginning uh with him being in the bathtub which listening to ryan johnson i don't know if it was a reshoot or they just figured it out but it was initially going to be him um you know uh Andy, who we know will be Helen or, you know, Helen comes to his office. Yeah. But they really, he really wanted to set him up as a person because of the pandemic. Right. Who is at loose ends. Um, And so, you know, it's, and it seems, you know, from Hugh Grant is what Hugh Grant is saying uh, that he's been in the bath a lot. So there's a chance he has been in Sweetie Pants. Yeah, um, that's
0: the I, yeah. I I could see it both ways. I could see him just saying that to like, okay, well, I'm gonna get you to talk about. Right, I, I'm just gonna get you to talk. Continue with this whole disruptor speech. But also, if you're playing Among Us in the bath with Angela Lansbury and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, he probably has some sweatpants around that he's living <laughs> in. So, I think. He, yeah, I think
1: he might even say, "I adore sweetie pants." He yeah. might say, "I adore." um but, but yeah, so yeah, it's, it, you know, there's a, there's a certain chance that that actually happened and it obviously lends itself because I'm I'm not sure where our minute, you know, this is about where our minute ends, but yeah, the, uh, you know, the explanation of Sweetie Pants is just kind of like everybody's home during the whatever, during the yeah. uh, pandemic. She comes up with this idea, Miles bankrolls it and yeah. it it does lend itself to whatever you can think of that was either necessary or kind of just silly that became you know that people made money off of the pandemic i'm you know, yeah I'm, i i don't know the specifics but you're going to imagine that zoom made some money yeah um yeah. you okay. know you're going to imagine that uh, companies that were making masks, you know, or, or hand sanitizer, all these things that were necessary. But you know, uh uh gosh, starts with a P, the exercise machine, Len Peloton. Peloton, there we go. Yes. Um they became huge. Yeah. During Absolutely. the pandemic. Uh <laughs> you know, all of all of those things that people were 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 doing. And some people it became you know huge on the internet because yeah people people were looking for a certain kind of entertainment or whatever so yeah. it it does lend itself to you know a momentary space and time where you could fit in i mean we're, i mean the lululemon pants was that kind of a big thing during the pandemic i feel like i was Hearing that a lot, and maybe that's—I yeah. I don't know if that was related to people being home and wanting to be casual. Um, so maybe yeah, it I, relates to that.
0: I think that does sort of, um, you know, sort of pinpointing the the sweatpants as you know Birdie's sort of uh, what she went to uh, in that time period. I think that does that fits with, I mean, what we've learned about uh birdie so far i do want to call out and i can't recall if i uh called this out in our last episode uh so i'm looking at the script which uh was published on uh deadline um and it is slightly different from the uh dialogue that we get in the show in the show in the in glass onion in uh the movie uh it is (laughs) <laughs> this script has miles saying uh you know you're sitting next to birdie J. she was a fashion magnet um and i think that's i oh think my. that was probably a little bit like we're going a little too far with with he doesn't know words yes but that's also a very funny word for him to not to for him to call her a magnet instead yes. of a magnate
1: yes and and we'll be i think i think he he has some sort of wrong word use too when they're all landing at the dock we have one a a minute or two into our thing a little bit farther along yeah uh yeah (laughs) i think that's true um yeah just just uh, he's dumb he's that that (laughs) boy's dumb
0: there's just a lot going on with him uh (laughs) so yeah i guess uh anything else uh we want to discuss about minute
1: 32 i don't think so i think that's about it for this one
0: all right uh well thank you very much for listening everyone uh please uh make sure to subscribe on your podcatcher of choice rate and review us uh wherever you're finding this podcast um uh please go ahead and check out Glass onion minute uh all one word uh on twitter uh john do you have anything you'd like to plug today
1: i do same thing i plugged the last time I do a daily comic strip syndicated, just like you see in the newspaper, but it's also on the internet. It's called Daddy Days. It is, uh, Days is spelled D A Z E. It's a terrible pun. I know. The humor (laughs) in it is hopefully a little bit better. So come take a peek at it at daddydayscomic.com.
0: All right. Well, thank you very much uh, for joining uh, today, John. And thank uh, you, Ryan. uh, We'll discuss this more tomorrow on another Glass Onion Minute.